Welcome in, everybody, to the Please Stay Inside podcast. My name is Rob. This is episode number 14. We are joined today by Serenity. Uh, you can find Serenity on TikTok at Breath of Serenity, uh, where they detail their journey, talk about um, a lot of the things that they have been through, um, and try to uh, you know, provide that perspective for everybody. So, Serenity, welcome on. Hi, thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, tell us a bit about yourself, about what it is that you do in content creation, all of that. Uh, well, I am just a human being. I started making content uh, last year, two years ago, actually. And um, over the, the time period of those two years, I learned a lot about myself, um, online and offline, uh, in therapy and whatnot. And um, I have a, a background in musical theater. Uh, I went to college for musical theater. Um, but that is like, all of that seems like a past, kind of like a past, um, uh, in the past for me. So like, I, I'm definitely like on a very new track that I haven't been on in, uh, ever. So. Interesting. So it's like, uh, like two, two separate timelines. It sounds like. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So in terms of, you know, the two years ago that brought you to content creation, um, what is it that I guess, how is it that you started? Um, I started uh, a little kind of randomly because it was, it was before um, COVID. So um, I'm chronically online, uh, mostly because like I, I used to like play video games a lot and like the video games brought me to um, being on the internet quite a bit. So I was like exploring like TikTok and video creation. I always had an interest in video editing uh, and like little projects like that. Um, anything that has to do with like electronics and like trying just like keeping my mind busy. Um, but I started uh, content creation because it like went over from being like an interest of mine to uh, something that uh, could like potentially help me like steer the direction of my life um and so i think that's like what i'm sort of trying to uh utilize it for now mm. tell me more about that process you said it's you know a process of allowing yourself to kind of steer things what, what does that look like um it can be like uh i i think like with with when TikTok first appeared, like I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know uh, what uh, I like. I knew like YouTube and stuff, but it was like nothing like anything, anything that came before it. So um, the fact that like people were like going viral so easily and like mm. making uh, videos that just uh, <laughs> it was like a new era of the the internet. So um, I was like I was really interested um, in general. Uh, and I did, I did forget your questions. No, <laughs> so it's all good. It, it, it is all good. So, I mean, you were, you were talking about how, um, you know, TikTok, it was something that, uh, that I guess you've been using to kind of steer things. And I know you mentioned too, that it's something that has helped you to kind of learn about, um, about yourself, you know, you, you were learning about yourself online, offline. Um, yeah, I think that's about the, about where we were at. Yeah, so I, I think the thing that surprised me the most was landing on mental health talk mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't know a lot of the things that I know about myself now, and I don't think that I could have known the things that I know now without without TikTok in my life for the last couple of years um, because I've spent the last couple of years in therapy, um, about the last five years or so in therapy, and uh, TikTok has been a tool for me uh, learning um, more about my own mental health and more about what eventually led to like my own diagnosis and like um, different things that weren't even on my radar that are now on my radar um, in a big way. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was able to get to a point where um, I started to uh, make changes in my life that, that really started to help me heal in uh, a way that I wasn't able to before, uh, the app. Okay. 
Wow. So, I mean, you went from, I guess, this point of, you know, TikTok is like the new streaming thing. You know, it's a new like video content sort of app. And so you get into it that way. You start to slowly but surely find yourself getting onto mental health TikTok, which is, it, it's fascinating. I, I hear that happen to, <laughs> to so many people that, you know, we just start finding our community. We start finding our niche. Um, and so it got to this point where it opened up this better understanding for you in these new ways of, I guess, of, I guess, working with things. Yeah. So, um, last year I didn't know that I was autistic mm. and I was on TikTok for, and I had been like, just the algorithm had brought me to videos, video after video after video where it showed me stuff that I related to and that, uh, I was like, oh, it, it made me re-examine everything about my past and about, like, on top of all the things that I was already re-examining because of trauma, because of things that I was already working on in therapy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but I, I was watching, I was watching the videos and I was like, um, I didn't, like, really, I didn't, like, like I was on autism talk before I knew that I was autistic. So I was like, I was watching all of these things and I was becoming more aware of like, well, this is something that I really relate to, but maybe I'm not necessarily autistic. Um, but then it just kept happening. Mm -hmm. I kept landing there and um, eventually like was able to seek out a diagnosis and uh, I was uh, diagnosed uh, recently. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I got my diagnosis uh, last week, um, which was a, a relief. I knew it was coming because, like, there was no way that I could relate to so many of the things that were uh, that I was learning about. Um, so it wasn't a surprise to me, but it was like a big like confirmation relief after I had found out. Mm. Wow. So I mean, how how does this? How does it affect your perception now? You know, you know, it, to have gone from, you know, this sounds kind of like something I relate to and then getting the full on diagnosis. I mean, how does this change your perspective of, you know, your life, the things that you, uh, you know, that the ways that you operate? Um, it changes, it changes everything. So um, I knew that I was different from a very young age, and I thought a lot of it had to do with me being transgender, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it did. Like I, um, but also uh, the autism played like a, a huge part in that. Um, just the way that I was interacting with other people socially, and um, the way that I was able to function. Um, in school or um, in just groups of people in general. Because I would always stick to my video games. I would always stick to uh, things that were uh, coping mechanisms for me growing up. Um, uh, TV, my imagination, uh, things that would keep my mind busy, uh, keep me dissociated, keep me like from, from thinking about things that were too hard to think about. Uh, yeah, so... Um, it was like a it was like a missing piece because like I, I just didn't know um, I didn't know anything about it up until last year and uh, I'm really grateful because like I have like I have like these these coping skills and like things that I do now that really like help me kind of just get through. Um, I'm still working on the process of unmasking. Uh, and like when I feel like I am like putting on a performance for other people versus when I I'm, I can actually like relax into myself authentically, um, that has been a challenge. Um, so I still like, I'm introverted. I usually like stick to, um, I, if I'm like, I, I prefer being alone, but like, I don't necessarily like, like being alone all the time. Um, but I do like enjoy my alone time. But I oh, think yeah. that's just a learned, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I, I mean, I think we all kind of need that space, you know, to just, because mm -hmm. I mean, I know one of the, one of the things um, we, we talked about uh, 
last week with with our guest Jamie. Um, he was talking about how you know his process of unmasking, and you know he still has to do it to an extent. And I understand that people with autism, you know, there's still an extent to which we mask and you know try to, you know, that there's still a lot to have to navigate, right? And so it, I would have to imagine that you know getting that alone time, that time when you don't have to worry about you know the social constructs and you know how is this person interpreting this? Is there something going on beneath what they're saying? You know, I imagine that must be a relief to kind of just be able to be in your space and just like, okay, now that matters right now. It's just me, my video games, you know, whatever I got going on. Right. Especially as a kid, because mm. I, I about that kind of stuff when I was a kid, right? Like, I'm not about like what other people are thinking. I'm worried about it because um, there's something that I felt like I was doing wrong. Uh, which I wasn't, I was just being myself. I was just doing, I was just being a kid, uh, but the video games like never told me that I was wrong, you know? Right. Right. I, I love that. Um, video games have been a, a very big refuge for myself as well. I know uh, when I was younger, I, you know, I, I used to get a lot of crap cause I would just sit in my room and just play video games all day. But you know, you're right. It's that place where we aren't getting judged anymore, where we can just have refuge to just be with ourselves and to do something that we're good at, that we enjoy. You know, it's it's such a beautiful thing to be able to have. Um, I guess as you, you know, as you work on unmasking and, you know, you continue to work to, to I guess, just better understand yourself. Um, I, I do wonder, I guess, how you empathize with that younger version of yourself who was, you know, who was going through something that they didn't fully understand. And, you know, to now have that aha moment of like, I, I get these these various different things. Now, I wonder how you empathize with that younger version of yourself. Um, I empathize with them a lot more. Um, than I used to. I'm a lot more patient um, with them because I I, grow, I I was really, I was very hard on myself. I was very, um, I blamed myself a lot for the things that I was experiencing and the frustrations that I had in communication with other people. And that's not something that I see now as uh, in my control. So like that wasn't something that within my control at the time. And um, they were just doing the best that they could mm -hmm. in the circumstances that they were given. And, um, and even like me now, or like me a year ago, me two years ago, um, me when uh, I was in recovery, um, like they're just doing the best that they could under the circumstances with the yeah. tools that they Right, right. I love that, you know, I and I love the terminology of being able to say that, you know, they were doing the best that they could. I, I love that statement so much. Uh, do you find the same kind of empathy with yourself nowadays? Like, do you find that like in real time, you're a little bit better about being able to say like, okay, we're, we're, we're good here. I, I get why I did that, that kind of thing. A lot better than in the past. Yeah. <laughs> that is wonderful my present self now i think than, than my past self but but we're getting there that's that's wonderful I, i'm very very happy to hear that um you know I, and especially you know coming from the place of you know it sounds like there was so much judgment that you were putting on yourself so consistently to be able to now you know slowly but surely work to the point where you're able to give yourself that compassion that you deserve you know that is a very beautiful thing to be able to get to um you had uh, you had mentioned your re your recovery journey, and I know you know as somebody who who is I guess we we all talk about it differently, but I guess I still consider it as like you know continuing to actively go through recovery. You know I find myself having to continue to really accept the things that I have done as well, and to be able to uh, forgive myself for the things that I've done. I've I've actually been talking with with clients about that this week. Um, what what has that looked like for you, I guess, you know, working through that um, that compassion and, and, and all of that for yourself? It added an, an extra layer on 
top of everything because using substances was a way to cope, just like the video games were a way to cope when I could no longer cope with the games and it no longer was like a, um, a, a space that was giving me the same things that I needed. I, I went to um, things that were giving me that at the time. Um, it unfortunately had consequences, um, led me down a path that was uh, really difficult. Um, but I do, and I, you'll have to remind me, um, keep me on track here, uh, as my mind like goes to like certain places. Um, so could you uh, repeat like where we started here? What was Absolutely. the question? So talking about that recovery process, retroactively, you know, showing ourselves some compassion, um, you know, like you said, acknowledging that we were just doing the best that we could. And I know you talked a bit about um, the self-medication aspect of it. You were coping with things in the same way you would use video games, but now it was more more along the, the substance abuse trail. Right. Um, so I was in a relationship for three years uh, with someone that I've come to understand um, had narcissistic tendencies. Um, it was not a good relationship. And they uh, introduced me to some things that had been a part of their life in the past because they were also using uh, substances to cope uh, with certain things that they weren't able to face themselves. And... Um, it actually, it opened up my world a little bit because of the experiences that I did have um, with substances. It, it, um, <laughs> I have like, I, I feel like I have an interesting uh, story here because if it wasn't for the substances that I did take, I wouldn't have started the mental health journey that I did start. And I wish that I had I wish that I had different tools at the time to help me deal with the memories that had resurfaced, uh, but I didn't. And instead, I chose to go down a path that made things more difficult for me instead of being able to go down a path that was going to eventually uh, make things um, easier before they got worse. Mm. Okay. So we, with your introduction, you know, that the self-medication came with some memories that were resurfacing at the time when you were in this relationship and you, you knew that it had worked for them. And so that that's how you had gotten started. Yeah. So, um, there, before I came out as trans, um, before I even knew anything about being transgender, I was presenting myself as a gay man and I was in a relationship with another gay man. Um, so we were both a part of a the um, a gay like party scene, or like that's that was a part of their past, and they were like kind of bringing me into that kind of um, scene. Um, and the first thing that they had ever given me uh, was MDMA, and um, it's. My understanding now, MDMA is like there have been trials for MDMA um, working with trauma, uh, which I'm like I'm really curious about. Um, not about trying for myself because I feel like I'm already like at a point in my recovery that I don't I don't need something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I had I've the things that I was trying to hide from as a kid, the stuff that I would try to like. I would try to stimulate my mind with video games, with things that would like keep my mind away, constantly distract myself um, from what was really going on inside. Um, I, I found myself facing with that uh, substance. So I've, I was having um, flashbacks that felt like they were real, they were happening in the moment. I was like, these things that, these memories that I had pushed away for so long that I had, I had like glimpses of, like came back to me much clearer um, and much more vividly. And I was like, oh, so I like had this like understanding that like, oh, I did go through something, this is affecting my life. And, um, trying to like figure out where to go from there without having any experience uh, with mental health and um, like what to do in that kind of situation. Um, I kind of crashed and burned a bit. 
Um, but that that started like my curiosity into my own past and into uh, working on things that might like shine more light onto these areas that had been dark for so long. Mm. Wow. And I, I appreciate that um, you, you sharing how this experience was for you. I, I think it's fascinating to hear how this opened up such a a wider perspective and you were able to realize all of these things that had been going on. Um, unfortunately in a very, what sounds like a really shocking, a really jarring way to experience it. Um, so, I mean, in, in that moment, as you have that realization and you see all of these things that had been going on with you, I, I wonder how things went from there. Cause I mean, I imagine, you know, the, you know, you had been using substances up until this point um, you were, were still identifying as a, as a gay man at the time, you know, what I guess happens at that point in, in your journey? Um, I, unfortunately, like while I was figuring out that I was trans and learning all of these new term, like the terminology, like what being non-binary is, what being trans is and how that related to my own life. I didn't have the support that I needed at the time. Mm. Um, I wasn't able to cope with that. So I had, I had just like unearthed this uh, trauma from childhood that I had experienced. And I was trying to come to terms with the fact that I was transgender and I, and I was autistic on top of that, struggling with the, um, the way that I was communicating with my partner, with the people that I was around, my friends, my coworkers. And I just couldn't handle the pressure of that. And the only thing that had given me the escape that I craved was the substances. So I took like a hard turn and I started to seek out those um, experiences to try to escape, but also to try and understand where things came from. Um, because like my understanding, like the understanding that I have of trauma um, in my life and trauma in general now, I know that people will sometimes make decisions that uh, um, can be re-traumatizing as an attempt to understand their trauma. Um, and that's sort of the path that I went down. Um, and it's easier for me to talk about now. It's still difficult to talk about, but like it is, it's, it's a lot easier for me to talk about now because of the therapy that I have had um, with the therapist that I have had. Um, and that's a journey in itself, like finding like the right therapist for you, finding the yes. people that, <laughs> um, finding the people that uh, you can really like open up with and um, open up to and trust with that, uh, to hold that information, hold that, um, relationship. Um, so, uh, but I didn't, I didn't start there. Um, but the hard curveball led me down a path that, uh, brought me more trauma. Um, and it unfortunately took me to rock bottom, um, and it wasn't until I, I hit what was rock bottom for me that I was able to turn myself around and turn things around for myself. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Man. And, and so, so you take this turn, sort of go further into the substances. It's a way of just continuing to try to cope. Cause I mean, you know, now you're, you're unveiling all of these things. And so on, on one hand, you're coping with that. You're coping with, you know, trying to figure out your identity and you're coping with the autism at the same time. And then on this other hand, you had had, I guess, this this life-altering experience with the substance. Was that like the kind of thing that you were also simultaneously chasing? Is that is that what you're saying? Or um, am I kind of missing on that one? Um, can you repeat? Can you repeat that? Yeah, yeah. So I know you had mentioned that, like, you know, you, you had brought up how like sometimes we can end up like re-traumatizing ourselves as a way of trying to get to that discovery. And I know that you had mentioned that the substances previously had been a source of discovery. Um, was that something that you were attempting to, uh, to create again? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, with the MDMA, with that memory that had resurfaced, I was chasing that because that was such a moment of clarity for me that I wasn't able get again so um not until like years of therapy and actually like going back and 
and uncovering it in a different way. Um, but I, I chased that escape because it distracted my mind in a way where it could like bring that into focus. Um, and so I was, uh, I, I began to chase that. Um, and because of the nature of my trauma, the way that I chased it was, uh, they were sort of like, um, married to each other so like the, the substances and the trauma that i experienced uh and i don't i don't know how to explain this um without without kind of like just being like forward about it but like the um uh the a lot of my trauma is sexual so i have a lot of sexual trauma in my history um it at like all ages of my experience because like when when i was like uh, and i'm not going to go into like details about like um anything that, would, that might be triggering, but um, I chased I chased certain things when I was a teenager, uh, like even back like when I was like 19 years old, and I started like dabbling in sex work, and I started dabbling in things that would kind of like reminded me of a life of of experiences that I had uh, without. Um, actually knowing the reason behind why I was doing anything that I was doing. And so when I started having, when I started experimenting with substances, I started chasing those things in the same way. So I would have um, experiences and it, it, it led me to um, these uh, really dark, like, like experiences in my life um, that, <laughs> ended up being a very big wake-up call for me. Um, and I am uh, trying to like explain this the best that I can. You're, you're doing a wonderful job. Um, so... <laughs> I had, I, it got to the point where I was, I was out of control and I ended up in situations where I was completely out of control. I did not uh, have um, autonomy over the stuff that I was like, I didn't have decision-making. I couldn't, um, I couldn't voice like I was just trying to survive. I, I ended up in more traumatic uh, situations that I, I needed to, like my fight or flight was just activated. My, um, and like all of the things that I had to uncover from like trying to chase the memories of when I was little so that I could process the memories I was little, I had to do again with a thing I experienced from five years ago. Um, <laughs> so it's it's unfortunate that that is the path that it led me down but it did like I did end up in a place that was um much better so like I am in a much better place than I used to be um I hear you I hear you it sounds like it's been a very long and a very difficult journey to try to find yourself at the place where you're in now. You know, like it sounds like this ultimately was the goal the entire time was to kind of begin getting to this point of healing, getting to this point of understanding and of being able to empathize with all of this. And so, you know, in that journey, it sounds like Everything, like when I, when I hear you talk about this, I hear everything coming together in this, like, everything fit together so smoothly because it was like, you're trying to heal from this thing. You're trying to work through this thing. You're trying to discover this part of yourself. And all of the things that you were doing were playing into those same types of conditions very, very perfectly. And unfortunately, you know, there are certainly drawbacks in those moments. You know, I know you mentioned that there's some trauma that is recurring and, you know, the, the path wasn't, um, it wasn't without significant difficulty, it seems like. 
but it was all in search of trying to find this relief, trying to better understand yourself. And again, it goes back to what you said of you were doing the best that you can with what you had at that point to try to, to try to get there. Um, exactly. So it took, it took me, um, after the second time being in the hospital, um, recovering from, from things that I didn't, uh, <laughs> um, I, I had to recover from, uh, yes. So it took me the second time after leaving to really like have that like wake up call to um, be like, okay, no, something is really, something is really up. And if I don't change the direction, um, it could end up worse than it is now. Um, and so I got myself into therapy. I, I started to, um, I had to balance like trying to find a job and like still like struggling with like the autism and everything. But I got my first therapist um, and uh, she was wonderful and very patient with me. I was not an easy client <laughs> to to have um, because I just didn't understand a lot of things about myself or about how therapy should work or like, um, and I was still like, I had a lot of very black and white thinking, um, which I've uh, uh, begun to, um, well, I mean, like more than begun to, I've, I've, I've worked myself out of it, it still it still creeps in. I do have a lot. I still oh, yeah. have a lot, but I, um, it's getting much better. But I moved on from, from Megan to uh, sorry, Megan was the, Megan was her name. Um, uh, and it took me like, and she was wonderful. And then it took me like a couple of tries to like find some people that uh, I really did well with. Um, but I was doing with my own research and I was looking at EMDR therapy and like reading some books. And um, I, the thing that was available to me was prolonged exposure therapy. Um, and so I got into, uh, into a program that was doing prolonged exposure uh, with my therapist at the time. And it's not, it's not a, an experience that I would recommend. I know that there are other like more softer um, ways to heal mm -hmm. than prolonged Um, But it did help alleviate the symptoms that I had because I was, I, I had a lot of um, PTSD uh, symptoms. So um, having flashbacks, having uh, difficulty uh, with, um, again, like, it was hard to like even uncover the autism, like it, because like when I, because um, I had PTSD and I had like really like aversions to talking to people for other reasons. Um, but <laughs> so like going back to the autism for a minute, mm -hmm. uh, when I uh, did figure out that I was autistic, um, it was because like the PTSD symptoms had gone away and I was still having these same struggles. Uh. Um, so after like those symptoms had subsided, I was like, well, why am I still struggling here? Why am I still like going through this? Why am I still having to deal with this? Um, but the prolonged exposure really did help me a lot, um, in just being able to handle my day-to-day -day life with, without like the, the constant anxiety that I was feeling, um, every day, uh, and then adding, uh, and that's when I started content creation. Was I, I was in the middle of prolonged exposure. Uh, and so I, I really like, I wanted to, and it was like this really joyful thing. So when I, when I started um, content creation and I was like, I was learning more about it and I like just started this new channel and um, I did this thing because I had just been fired from my job um, or I had been fired from my my first job and this was my second job and I quit my my second job of uh, problems um, at work uh, having to do with identity, uh, being transgender and I just didn't want to deal with that anymore um, so I was like feeling very hopeless um, but I hopped online and I made this this post about um, my like trying to like rediscover own self worth, and uh, it, it got a lot of attention and it 
like after like for for so long of not feeling like I was able to um, be seen or feeling like I couldn't um, I couldn't voice things for myself um, in a way that like mattered to me. Uh, I'm getting this like for for like a week getting this outpouring of love and of support and um it really like opened my eyes to uh just the potential of what healing could do for me in my life and um and so like while i i had started like content creation um focused on on my transition focused on um on that i i did uh eventually um i, I don't know where I, where I was going with that but i did i did like end up in a place that uh, it changed the direction of my life um because i was no longer focused on like the problems that i was having outside i was like i was like um I started to focus on the people that I was interacting with and like the, the relationships that I was trying to build and, um, and connecting in a, in a way with people that I hadn't been able to connect with for, for so long. Wow. What, what do you think was, I guess, different about this kind of connection versus, uh, versus some of the other connection that you had been striving for? Um, I think because, I struggled so much connecting with people um, in person, just trying to uh, trying to to talk. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to talk to um, neurotypical people. Um, I got along a lot better with people who were uh, autistic, people who were neurodivergent, um, and that's always been a thing. Um, but connecting in this way was like. Um, oh, these people, like, they, they actually, like, have supported me. They made me see, like, worth in myself before I was able to feel that for myself. Wow. Um, so it was really, it was really special. It was really special. Um, and it, it grew, it grew into something else. <laughs> it grew and it changed and it evolved and it, um, and it developed and, um, and I, I don't know what my plans are for the future of it. I, I think I, I really, um, I want to continue to grow as a person and um, I kind of have to like gauge and see like where things at for, for myself and what I, what I do want with my own life and like what I do want with um, uh, content creation and um, what I want in general. Cause I'm in a new, a new space in my life where I'm like trying to find like like yeah, I did musical theater before, and that was that was also like a way for me to stim, and like that was a way for me to um, express myself. Because like, you, when you're handed a script, like you, the words are right there on the page. You don't have to make them up. You don't have to like them for yourself. So, I loved that. I love that part of acting. Um, and. Uh, but now I'm, I'm like, I'm looking for a new direction. I'm looking for uh, the next stage of my life because I can't, I can't work uh, right now. I'm like working myself out of burnout because um, I worked in bars for uh, a while and that was like, that was, it was too much for me. Um, so now I'm like looking for what I am passionate about and uh, what I do want to do in the future. Um, but I am really for that, that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of exciting possibilities now. And I mean, and you've worked very hard to get to this point where now there are options, you know, there are possibilities. Um, do you, I, I know you had brought up the musical theater aspect of that. Um, do you imagine that that creative side of you may uh, may have an opportunity to come back out? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've like, I've thought about it and I've considered, cause I, I really loved, I would go to the practice rooms for hours and hours and hours and I would sing and I would um, go and I would like dance and I would do things in college that um, I recognize now is like uh, stimming. Um, and uh, it was really satisfying for me and really like 
so now like I do imagine I'll do those things, but not professionally. I, I want to do them just for the joy of doing them. I don't want to turn them into work. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Not, not bastardizing something that you love by <laughs> turning it into, yeah. uh, yeah. Turning it into something you can make money off of that, like that, that kind of thing. Uh, I can appreciate that. Um, I mean, in terms of like what you do in content creation, I have always, you know, because I, I feel like I've been following you for a good little while now. I can't remember exactly when I had started, but your page has always truly just screamed authenticity. And you speak to experiences in, in a way where, like, I don't know, it's, you, you speak to so many very difficult subjects in ways where you articulate things in, in a way that really, I, I think, makes a lot of sense. I know, like, one of like, the things you, you've talked about a good bit recently has been um, some of the experiences that you've had with discrimination in the workplace, both for being transgender as well as for, um, you know, how, you know, with autism, you may be missing some of, like, the, uh, like, I think it was either today or yesterday, you were talking about how, like, there are, like, these, like, social hierarchies in work, and you're just trying to be people's friend, and other people are like, why are you trying to kiss up to me? Why are you trying to kiss everyone's ass? And, like, it's like, no, I, I want to, like, be your friend, um, you know, and, and so I guess I, I wonder for you, like, what is it that, I don't know, I have so many questions related to that, I guess, what is it, what does this do, I guess, just for you personally, to be able to kind of be authentic in these spaces and to be able to kind of speak truth to these experiences? Um, it's tough. It yeah. is, uh, to be honest, it is a complete roll of the dice sometimes um, because I, that is the goal. Like I do, I really want to be authentic and I, I, I really want to, um, I want to do things that feel, um, that feel good, but like, I think I have such like, um, such obstacles when it comes to communication that, um, and such like a fear, um, that it's like, it's, and it's like fear like from the past so like I, I want to like I want to talk about things and I think like TikTok almost makes me feel as though um I can't talk about certain things and so I'm like constantly having to like work around because like I I started out my my content in a certain way and then I started doing makeup streams and I started to like talk to people and like build like get ready with me um, which was really fun and it was really like a really joyful thing for me to do um, but I've always had this like this aspect of myself that has been like in recovery healing from trauma figuring out like like who am I what am I doing like who am I really what do I really want to talk about and like the things that I've like um I've, I've, I've gotten to like the conclusion, like the things that I've concluded uh, is that I'm all of it. And like trying to like piece, like trying to like cut myself up into little pieces and like only display certain pieces is too hard. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I really like, there's, I have too many, I have too many pieces that I want to be able to express. I have too many parts of myself that I want to be able to express. Um, and I, as like uh, a trans creator, um, it's it's hard sometimes. And like a lot of people have difficulty with this, especially um, like trying to like work around the algorithm, work around like things that might like uh, um, figure out like what is gonna be something that you can talk about versus something that you can't talk about. So like, I've had to like teeter this line of like, do I, t like how much do I reveal? How much do I talk about trauma? How much do I like, which direction do I go? Um, and so I've been thinking about this for like two years and like trying to figure that out. Uh, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. Um, because I do have a passion for content creation and I do love makeup and I do love things that have nothing to do with trauma, nothing to do with mental health, nothing to do with my past. Um, but there is a lot going on in the world right now. There is a lot happening um, that I have knowledge of that like I really want to be able to help with. Um, but like trying to find that authority within yourself to be able to be like, okay, I guess I really want to do this. I really want to go into that, go in that direction. Um, and, and then being like, yeah, I am, I'm, 
worthy of doing this. I can, I can do this. I can start to work on this. I can um, start to go in that direction. And like having the confidence to do that is like a whole, a whole thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I can, I can relate on the level of like, you know, a lot of what I do content creation wise is, you know, sharing information about different mental health subjects, psychology, all that kind of stuff. And there are a million different times where I start making a video and that thought pops up in my head from, you know, my own, you know, forms of trauma that's just like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, like who, who do you think you are to, to speak with any form of authority on this kind of thing? And, um, you know, that, that is one of the things that uh, I, I feel like I can relate to in that space. Um, but it, I guess it, it sounds like for you, there's a little bit of self-doubt that comes out as well. Or is it, do you identify it as something else? Oh, no, for sure. It's, self, it's yeah. self-doubt. It's a learned, it's like a learned thing. Because I, I know that I have done the work. I know that I've done a lot of work in therapy to get to where I am today. Um, but I also am not a mental health professional and I don't want to speak on things that I don't have knowledge about. Um, so I try to speak from my own experience and not like do things that are going to be uh, a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have no but. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, I mean, as a, as a mental health professional, I, I love the content that you do related to um, mental health issues. Just, I, mean, I mean, everything that you talk about, um, you, you shed light on experiences that I am not, uh, that I'm not privy to, that, you know, it's not a lived experience of mine. And so I, I learn a lot from being able to watch you. And I hope that a lot of other people um, get to have that same, that same experience. Um, there was something I wanted to ask you about um, oh, so in in doing your content creation as well, you know, I exist in this space where, you know, yes, I have like my own self-doubts and, you know, may occasionally some people may come at me and have alternative viewpoints. And, you know, they might be a little rude with it, the way that they say it, but it's like, okay, like it's, there's, there's not a whole lot of harm there. What I've seen happen with your page at times is that especially when you're talking about your experience as being trans and you're sharing your perspectives. Um, I have seen before the vicious hatred that can sometimes come your way. Um, and I, on the surface, you know, it looks like, you know, you, you have, you have this, this courage that you present in, in the way that you, uh, the way that you present things, courage that you shouldn't have to have, but you know, you, you do a, a wonderful job of, of doing it, but I wonder how, how that has played into your life as a content creator. Um, it's, it's, it's made things, um, interesting for sure. Cause there's so much happening right now in, yes. in the, um, having to do with transgender laws and, um, things that are, they're, just socially like happening um and it wasn't something that i i necessarily expected uh you have to deal with online with with all the bullying because like bullying and stuff is something that i've i've dealt with my whole life um but it's like a different a different type of it and like it it started like i started seeing it in my live streams and for a while, it was like, oh, this is fine. I can just like, it rolls off, whatever. You only see, but you can only like see so many comments so many times where you start to think like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe I am, maybe it is starting to get to me a little bit. Um, and I've had to like go through and like really examine those things that I have, I'm self-conscious about, examine like the things of like, um, and uh, deal with uh, that that hate that every trans creator receives on this app, um, and it's even worse for trans people of color and um, Black Indigenous trans people of color. Um, it is uh, unfortunate because there's a lot more to people than their identity. There's there's a lot more to trans creators than being trans. And it, it's it's really um, difficult sometimes to um, even pursue anything else when you're on TikTok um, because 
like a lot of people will just bring so much attention to um to that part of yourself um and i love that part of myself so like i've i've grown to really love like who i am as a person and like who i've become and because like the, the little so thrilled uh like so like absolutely in love with like who i am now because that's that's the person that they always dream that they would be um and i love that so much uh but like when it comes to like being online it's like you have to really like dig your heels in and like be like no this is who i am and like it's okay mm. yeah you, you've and i find it to be such a beautiful thing that you've come to really love who you are um i mean that even you know far beyond content creation and the confidence that it brings you there that's that's such a, a beautiful thing to be able to have um but yeah it, it is I, I i see so many people that seem to treat trans individuals as being like a monolith and as being like there there is that whole loss of identity of the person behind just this one aspect of who you are um, and people just hyper fixate on that and seem to just come at come at the, the, the community as a whole in such just very terrible ways. Um, that being said, though, there is an there's an equally um, like opposite and wonderful thing that happens mm -hmm. on TikTok sometimes because there is a lot of support and there's a lot of love that comes from the people from your followers, from random people on the Internet. Um, in comment sections, there are people like out there like defending trans people, and I think that's like a really wonderful and beautiful thing. Um, and it's needed. It's needed. Like um, whether you're trans or not, if you're like um, if you're cisgender, and um, like that support is is definitely needed right now. Yes. Um, is there? It is there. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, and I that that is a a, a good thing to mention. Um, you know, I. Like, like you said, the allies are, are absolutely needed in, in all of these different spaces, you know, with the LGBTQIA community, um, with people of color, you know, just allies are very much needed because it's not fair for, um, for any one individual to have to take on the entire burden of the hatred and bigotry. And um, so, yeah, I, I can definitely appreciate that perspective as well. Um, so... I mean, in, in finding out who you are and in finding your, um, your identity in all of these different spaces, um, I am, I guess, curious about I'm so curious about the journey that it took to kind of get there. And one of the things that I know you had mentioned was there was that moment, you know, in this, this, this second hospitalization where you had that, like that moment where it was like, okay this, I got to go a different direction with this. Um, I, I wonder how, what you would feel comfortable talking about in terms of like, what went into that moment? What was the realization, the aha moment, the moment of like, I, I really want to go a different direction with my life right now. Um, the, the moment of realization was, um, I, had attempted to unalive myself in the hospital and it was unsuccessful. And I thought to myself, like, I, I want so badly to like turn away from everything about my life. And with the help that I, I had um, in the hospital, um, I had one of two choices. I could continue to try and distance myself from the the truth of who I was, or I could embrace it um, in all aspects. Uh, and that was the beginning of me embracing it and um because since i was very very young i knew that like i was always very femme and i i learned to hide it very well like so well that i became hyper masculine and you could not like um <laughs> uh as, as a protection mm. so i i learned to protect myself and hide myself 
and even from myself. And I don't ever, ever want to do that again. I don't ever want to try and please what um, other people and try to be what other people want me to be, try to be what uh, people, um, the, I, I don't ever want to put myself in the boxes that people have put me in for so long. I just want to be well, no, like, no more boxes. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> no more yeah. boxes. Um, if that answers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I love that. And I, I love that you've, I, I really appreciate that you've chosen to share that perspective with us because that, that is just such a very valuable thing. And I think it really speaks to the, the amazing possibilities that somebody can have when they begin to, um, when they begin to accept those parts of themselves and they begin to embrace it rather than try to stifle it and push it away. Um, as difficult as that can be, you know, masking, um, coming out, you know, all of these different things are enormously difficult. And there's a very good reason why, you know, it, it takes people such a long time to be able to get there. Um, I wonder what you would want to say, you know, either to that previous version of yourself or to people who might find themselves in similar spots. Um, what do you feel like you would want to say? That is a, that's such a big question. Um, I think if it was, if it was me, if I was like talking to myself, um, it might not seem like it right now, but keep fighting. Um, just keep fighting, keep fighting. Like I, I, I think at the end of the day, what I was trying to do for so long was survive, survive my own mind, survive my experiences. And, um, I, I didn't want to give up and, uh, and I, I kept fighting. And I, I think like sometimes it's it's so hard to to see any possibilities for improvement. I thought that it was gonna be impossible for me to recover um, in the circumstances that I was in. Uh, and I did, the, the PTSD, I don't have any more uh, symptoms with, um, with PTSD and I'm, I'm learning about my autism and I'm, I'm embracing my transgender non-binary identity. And you just wanna, you just, just keep fighting. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. that, that is a beautiful message to, to be able to give. Um, and I'm, I'm personally very happy that you continue to fight and that you found yourself where you're at today. Um, you know, I, I do feel like you are genuinely making an impact on people. Um, and you are truly a gift to the people who come across you. So uh, I do very much appreciate how much that took for you to get there. Um, and I'm very, very happy that you've, you've managed to get there. Um, as we, I guess, begin to, to bring our conversation to a close today, um, I wonder if there are any other things that you would want to I guess, offer to people who are listening. Um, yeah, any, anything else you'd, you'd like to say just uh, uh, as we begin to, to close up today? Um, yeah. Uh, don't, uh, yes, there is, there is something. So like, um, <laughs> how, do I, how do I say this in like a, a neat little package way? Um, Therapy is wonderful when you find the right therapist. Um, I, I, so like keep, if someone doesn't work, it's totally okay to find somebody else. Um, even like therapists, like a good therapist will help you along in that process. Um, but I, like I, and if you're like, if you're trans or non-binary, um, I found a, a therapist that was also non-binary and that helps me tremendously. Um, 
so like like keep up the search um don't give up on your recovery uh there's there's a lot of good things out there for you in the world um so that's i think that's it (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate that yeah everyone just uh it's good to keep fighting You, you never know what possibilities are out there for sure um all right. Well, Serenity, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to share with thank us and to talk with us. And thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself with us, um, both you know through this medium and through the work that you continue to do. Um, and if people are curious, how can they uh, find the, the content that you do create? Um, well, you can head on over to TikTok, uh, Breath of Serenity. And I... Um, all of my stuff is over there. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, Sereni, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and thank you to everybody who has been either watching the live stream here on YouTube uh, or listening to the podcast later on. Uh, my name is Rob. Very much appreciate you listening. Uh, so please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will catch up with you next time.